When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, and welcome to the Pirates Podcast, to be named later, here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. My name is Alex Stumpf. Eddie Provident is on the seven-day IL. He, he's got to sit this one out here. So it was fine if there was ever a week for him to miss, because earlier this week, I reached out to today's, I guess you've been elevated from guest to co-host. Sounds <laughs> pretty quick. Yeah, pretty pretty fast promotion. You're back in the saddle again. I reached out to you, my friend, longtime co-host on this show. He's going on to better things, closer to home things. Jared Prugar, who covers the curve for the Altoona Mirror. It was it, look. I know the Pirates are five and two. We've got plenty of content on that on the site. We got to do some minor league stuff here, and who better to do with than Jared? Jared, it's it's been a minute, man. How you doing? It has been. I'm I'm good. You know, the curve are not doing as well as the pirates have been. But it's it's fun that baseball is back and it's always fun to to be back with you and back on the podcast circuit. Yeah, you know, this is this is gonna be fun because obviously I know what coming into the year a lot of these guys what's happening but this first week of minor league baseball i have been completely ignorant to it i i've decided not decided but unknowingly is like i just don't know what's going on in the system this first week so we're going to be doing this much more overview what what's really going on overall and i guess i mean it's and that's the good thing right alex kind of being immune to it and numb to it gives you that much more of an appreciation I'm not numb. I see. I've been running. I've been globe trotting. I've been globe trotting. I haven't had time to check on, check in, and see how everyone in Altoona is doing. That's why I have you here. When I, I guess that's actually a good place to start. Uh, this week there was the media day for the Altoona Curve. There are a bunch of promising prospects here. If there is ever a place that most Pittsburghers will go to go to get the minor league experience, they're gonna go to Altoona. So Jared, tell me if I am. In Pittsburgh, wanting to catch a minor league baseball game, why should I choose Altoona other than geographical location? Well, you took my best answer. Um, I mean, they they have some of the best prospects, I think. You know, the ones that are are knocking on that door, the ones that are next up. And I think, you know, you have to look at Henry Davis, um, hands down. I think he's a guy that you kind of have to pay a lot of attention to. And and he's must-see TV and I mean that be, not because he is he's talented, and yes, he is, but you don't know what's going to come next for him. Usually it ends up with him being brushed back or hit or, or something. You just don't know what's going to happen next. And I think there's a lot of intrigue about that. And he, he had some great comments on Media Day. He was, he was like, yeah, if you're not disappointed um, by being where you're at, you know, then then you need to check yourself. And I, I'm paraphrasing there, but, you know, that – seems like a great like a great mentality to have 
when you're in the minor leagues. If you if you're happy where you're at and it's not Pittsburgh, then you then you do have to kind of reevaluate that. Um, but outside of Davis, you got Matt Gorski, who's intriguing. I think mm-hmm. he probably gets last year. Right. And he gets to triple A if he stays healthy and he gets to triple A and stays there. I think if he doesn't hurt his hamstring uh, with Altoona and then you got uh, guys like Cameron Junker, guys like Jared Jones uh, and then Justin Weiss through Friday night. And I think that he threw a little bit better than the results. Look, you know, he gave up three runs, one of them earned on a, on a Drew Maggi error. So, I mean, it was kind of a bad luck type of deal, but, you know, for the first night out, double-A start, uh, and he's only two hours from home being a Bethel Park native and Bethel Park area uh, graduate, you know, there's there's some there's some talent there. Yeah, I think Mize is someone who could be a, a fringe reliever, someone to keep an eye on there. But all those guys, no no love for one of the returning uh, top ten prospects, uh, Leo Perguero who I, I think we touched on this last year. Last year is not his year. He didn't do all that well at the plate. He struggled in the field. There's still some raw tools here that he could be a good, you know, big league player. But, Jared, do you kind of get the feel like this is kind of – they want to push him this year? Yeah, I think they do, and I think you have to. I mean, I, he's going to be away from Nick Gonzalez for an extended time, and those two lean on each other quite a bit. But – you know, he gets called up to to the Pirates last year on an emergency basis. And then I don't think he was quite right after that. I think he was pressing a little bit too much and trying to force things. And I think that's what we've seen from Altuna really over the, you know, the, their first two games is they've left 26 guys on base. And they're getting guys on base, or, but they're leaving the bases loaded. They're not taking advantage. And I think they're trying to be a little bit overly aggressive at the plate. And it's just not leading to a lot of success. But, yeah, guys like him, Mason Martin, they need to take that jump. And for Mason Martin, it's a numbers game, right? You have um, Nunez and Indy. And when that and where else are you going to play him? So you, I, I, there's, I don't there's have only much. so many things you can do with, with the way things are at the big league club, the way things are with AAA. And, and now we have guys like Mason Martin there. And and here we are. Yeah, I, I just can't get into Mason Martin anymore. Just just honestly. Like it's I, the ship is sailed. I'm looking at Malcolm Nunez and someone else, whoever else at first base. Uh going through the other levels here. Guys who were in Altoona last year in Indianapolis. I, I we know the heavy hitters there. The the Quinn Priesters, the Mike Burroughs, the Andy Rodriguez is here. But is there someone in that group that actually, no, we're saving that for the second segment. I'm sorry. Just that group in general. Jared, a lot of people view that as the Calvary. Is there a Calvary coming to Pittsburgh in 2023 that you saw in Altoona last year? Yeah, I think they I think they have a lot of uh a lot of potential. I think you gotta add Carmen Majinski there. Um, Luis Ortiz is, is another guy that, you know, he has that major league experience now, which was, I think, huge. Um, they had a big sweep over Louisville and a doubleheader on Thursday, which is, uh, which is huge. But I mean, obviously you want ND up there. You, you want guys like Nick Gonzalez. Um, and, and I think that's, and, and now Malcolm Nunez has worked his way into that, into that conversation too. Um, so it'll be interesting to kind of to, to see where things progress for that group. 
Um, but you know, when you look at it, it's, it's just one of those situations where see what happens and, and they've got to step up. And I think there's a very good chance that that group could really make a push to, to get to, to Pittsburgh uh, next year. Rolling through the system here, uh, Greensboro. I look at Greensboro and I just see this as the most top heavy out of all of the affiliates this year. Like I didn't see a ton from that Bradenton group where it's like, oh man, they're just like this guy, this guy, this guy, this like just a bunch of names to circle. And a lot of the ones I did, you know, didn't really pan out. You know, mm-hmm. like they didn't, they didn't take that step. That first year pro ball did not go well. So I, I look at that group, and it has Bubba Chandler, and it has Anthony Salamato, and they, like some really good high end talent. But I, I'm Hudson not sure. Head, Sammy Siani, just to name a few. See, that Head and Siani are two of the guys I'm kind of thinking of, like who just never have found that big gear in pro ball. Like there, if some of these guys develop and break out, if there is a level in this system where it's like, hey, that guy took that step, like we saw from you know Matt Frazier in 21. Then didn't happen in 22. But, you know, just like that, hey, this guy's a prospect mm-hmm. again all of a sudden. I think Greensboro could be it, but I could also see Greensboro being the the Bubba and Salamedo show. Yeah, and I, and I think you have to mention Po Yu Chen as well. Uh, I think he's a guy yeah. that could be huge. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think Greensboro provides the most intriguing roster because of that. Because you just – there are some guys that have been highly touted but there are also some guys that are still highly touted. It's just kind of seeing which ones fizzle out, which ones matter the most. And I think that's, that's huge. And this is a big year for those guys. Greensboro is going to be a tough go for the pitchers because it's a hitter friendly ballpark. But if they can show that stuff and, and, and really do some strikeout material, then I think that that's very good. But I mean, you look at head, you look at even Jace Bowen guys like that, um, Nicola Scotto, it, it, what, what are they going to do? How can they, how can they maximize that? And it'll be interesting to see really the, the dynamics of the rosters, because these guys are going to be pushing guys in Altoona, like Altoona guys are going to be pushing at, at, on the door at AAA. And, and I think we've seen from, from this front office that they're not against fast tracking guys, but they're also okay with, taking it slow, spending some time at whatever level you're at, and then whenever you're ready to go. So like what I'm saying is if Jace Bowen is six for six or five for five in a, in a two game set, and then backs that up with another two for three or or three for four, they're not going to immediately call him up. They're going to let, let things happen and, and see where the cards fall. But then, you know, when he's ready, bring him up to double a and let the cards Fall where they may. I, I pulled up the rosters here just to make sure I wasn't really missing anyone from Greensboro. No, it, it really is. Eddie Heen, your boy. Eddie, oh, man, he he had stuff, man. It just never came out. He throws hard. Uh, Bradenton, what you also said about uh, guys getting, going at their own pace, wrapping it up at Bradenton here. Two of the more intriguing guys are – 2021 draft picks who are finally getting, you know, a real honest look at, you know, a pro season ball in Owen Kellington and Braylon Bishop. Two good young prospects that are kind of behind or didn't advance as quickly as the college guys in the 21 draft or Salamedo and Bubba Chandler. So I think seeing them and outside of that, it's a lot of the draft picks. And I, 
I am not as enthused as in last year's draft as I was in 2021, even though I think Tamar Johnson might end up being the best player out of, you know, either one of those two drafts. But you do want to see, you know, Thomas Harrington. You do want to see Mike Walsh. You do want to see Elijah Birdsong. So, I mean, that, that, there's reason to tune into the Marauders. Yeah, and I think, you know, another guy that you got to look at is Alexander Mojica, um, an infielder. I kind but, of have my heart broken by Mojica. Like, it, it, he's, he's a big kid, but it was – it just didn't translate into game power. Right. And that's the thing. You got to see how these guys develop. I mean, this is in Bradenton's been successful over the last, uh, last few seasons. So, I mean, can they continue that? It, it's going to be interesting really, again, to see how these guys develop. I mean, they're not, they're a pretty older group, you know? Yeah. For a ball. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, and I honestly think that that's kind of a lot of these guys, especially Altoona, it's a, l- a little bit older. It's a mix um, of experience and, and youth, which is, is both, I think, a blessing and a curse. I mean, you have guys like Drew Maggi that are 33 years old, and then you have guys, ha- then you have guys that are 21, 22, 23. And, it, and it's one of those situations where that's a, that's a good balance, but it, you get to see both sides of it. You get to see those guys that are up and coming and guys that have done this before. So it'll be interesting to to really see how that kind of, gets gelled um, over the course of the summer because these teams haven't gelled yet. They're, they're, I think they're not necessarily playing as teams just yet, but they're getting to that point. We're going to take a quick break. Whenever we come back, we're going to continue on with our preview and we're just going to highlight some of the guys that we're really excited to see. to the Pirates Podcast, to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. He is Jared Kruger of the Altoona Mirror, and I'm Alex Stump. So, I guess Altoona is the natural spot to start off here. Whatever We're, we're going to look at some of the individual guys that, so maybe they're big names, maybe they're not, but just like the player or two at each level, you are the most excited to see, and I am taking the lowest of hanging fruit here for Altoona. And, and it's Henry Davis. Because we haven't seen a full year of Henry Davis yet. And last year, even whenever he got back on the field, he wasn't Henry Davis. Like he, he had to refine his swing before he went to the Arizona League. He's going to be playing right field once a week. I want to see how he responds to that. There's just so much intrigue. <laughs> For me, looking at what 2023 represents for Henry Davis, I think he will be in the major leagues whenever it's all said and done. But like, if there's one guy to tune in for, it's him. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point. I mean, he was Henry Davis wasn't Henry Davis last year in Altoona. He came to Altoona hurt. He was pressing. He got hurt again, or re or just finally realized that he was hurt. So he wasn't ever himself, and that's and that's tough. I mean. You know, you're the number one prospect, and you, there's a lot of pressure on you. You're the first pick of the draft, so you gotta you you want to put on, right? You want to put on a show, and he's intriguing because when's he gonna get hit next? He got hit game one. Um, he kind of got hit 
Um, he had a tough day behind the plate on Friday night, but but yeah, I mean, he's the most intriguing guy because you just want to see what's next. You want to see is is he is the hit tool going to be going to be there? Are pitchers going to adjust to him? They bust him inside regularly, and can he adjust to that? And how is that how is that going to help his psyche? Is is getting hit too many times going to get him injured again? Can he stay healthy? Can we get a healthy Henry Davis? And those are all things that you have to that, that make him even more intriguing than he already is as a top prospect. Who's your guy? Who's your guy in L2? I want to see Tanaj Thomas kind of take the next step. Uh, he's going to be used in high leverage situations now over the course of, you know, the first two games for L2 and Thursday and Friday, they lost 8-2 and, and 7-2. There were no high leverage situations to get Tanaj into. Um, but I think he's a guy to, to kind of watch. And then I'm a big Jared Jones guy. He's throwing Saturday night. I want to, first of all, he's got a great first name. He spells it a little weird, but that's neither here nor there. I, I want to see what he's able to do, what he's capable of doing. Um, and I think when you look at guys like that, um, th- there's a lot of potential there. It's just, can they channel it? How are they going to, what are they going to do next? I'm, I'm a big Jones guy also. I think he could be uh, a big leaguer, either a reliever, or if he puts it all together, him as a starter, he can be a real problem in this league. Uh, Indy, I'm going to take your lead. I got a couple guys here, but I'm taking your lead with the Tanaj Thomas because I've linked him and JC Flowers together for a while just because mm-hmm. they're both, you know, big right-handed relievers where secondary pitch is probably their best pitch. Uh, for for Tanaj, it's probably the changeup. For Flowers, it, it's the slider. I think it's the nastiest slider in the system whenever he has it going. Big year for him. I could see him being a part of this major league bullpen sooner rather than later if he's able to prove that he can handle it. So I, he's, he's a big guy for me. I want to see how he responds going into this year. And then the other one is Travis Swirity, who just had that monster spring training. He's talking to him. He says, like, the leash is off. I'm not rehabbing. I feel healthy. I can just fall out. Let's it's a big year. For Let's see what he does with it because this is a make or break year for him. And, you know, he had that incredible spring training. And look, there was one spot to be had between him and uh, Kanan Smith and Ajigba. And Pirates ultimately determined that Swaggerty needed to play every day. Well, we see that, you know, Kanan isn't the major league level right now. So Swaggerty is going to get a chance in the majors probably at some point this year. It's can he force his way onto the roster? And if he does, can he force his way to never go back to AAA? Yeah, and, and and you hope for the best for him. I mean, he's had an up-and-down career. He's another guy. I, you, I just want to see Trevor Swagger to be healthy and see what he can do. And I think good things can happen. I mean, he lit it up this spring, um, and he's playing every day, which is why Henry Davis is at AA. This is why guys are where they are. They, they need everyday reps, and that's not a bad thing. And, and I think we kind of lose sight of the – Oh wow, Henry Davis is back in Double A. Well, he's not going to play behind Andy Rodriguez, and Andy Rodriguez isn't going to go to go to Pittsburgh because he's not going to play every day. Guys like that need to play um, every day, and I think my guy, you know, you mentioned Swaggerty, which is great. Um, I, I'm a big Malcolm Nunez guy. Uh, I I've been sold on him since they got him from the Cardinals, and dude's got some serious power. Um, and then pitcher wise, I mean, my, my dude, Luis Ortiz, I want to see him consistently. 
pitch well. I think he's got some of the best raw stuff. I think he's still developing into a pitcher, but I also want to see if he can sustain that success at the major league level. Yeah, Luis, I, I, we, we know what he can do. We know the raw tools that are there. It's just getting that change up, getting a few more whiffs with that fastball, which he should be able to once he's able to support the pitch more with his secondary offerings. There's, there's a lot there to like about him. Uh, the A balls, I again, I'm I'm a broken record whenever it comes to Greensboro. I see it as the most top heavy. Where, you know, I I think Bubba Chandler and Anthony Salamato are two top ten prospects, but I don't know how many more crack the top thirty in the system that are in Greensboro. So I I'm, I'm taking Salamato. I want to see. I, I feel like he's always the second guy whenever he's compared to Bubba, and he was throwing upper 90s, mid-upper 90s in Pirate City. It's okay. If you do that over a course of a full season, you're not going to be in jest. And the other guy, the lefty that they got with Bubba Chandler, it's going to be like, oh, oh, this guy's good. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm intrigued by Bubba only being a pitcher this year. He's not doing the, the multiple positions. He's only pitching. I want to see what that is like for him, where he can just focus on that. He doesn't have to worry about getting his hack, his hacks in. He can just focus on throwing, pitching, and doing that. And I, and I like Jace Bowen. I, you, mean, you look at kind of the makeup of the curve roster. He's a guy that could be pushing if, if things go well to to get called up at you know playing second base. I mean, the curve infield. You got Piguero, Maggi, Domingo Leyva, Jacob Gonzalez, Claudio Finol. And Andres Alvarez and Mason Martin. I mean, there there is space for Jace Bowen to really make a case uh, and climb the ladder. But I, I, is that going to happen? We don't know. And I think that's the that's the beauty of minor league baseball. These guys are highly touted prospects. It's just like college football, where you can be a five star recruit, but it can also not matter, and you can also be a walk on and and amount to something special. So. At this point in time, a lot of these players, it is a toss-up for to see what's going to happen next. Bradenton, I I think people are probably tired of hearing me gas up Owen Kellington, but I I have heard multiple times like this guy should have been a first-round draft pick if he was like in Texas or Florida, but he was in Vermont and he was raw, and therefore he went like the fourth round, I believe it was. So that is what it is. He's got the stuff. He's got the goods. He's got a really good approach towards learning and assimilating new information. Look, it, it might be an, more an analytical, you know, nerd pick, but I, he he's still the guy I want to. I, I want at the very least see him in a full pro season. Yeah, my guy's Braylon Bishop. I, I'm I'm really interested to see, you know, what he's able to do in the outfield in Bradenton. Um, and again, the biggest thing for these guys, I mean, much like Tamar, Tamar Johnson, stay healthy. Can you stay healthy? Can you be on the field? Because you can't get evaluated and move up if you're sitting on the bench and you're hurt. Yeah. And we, we both know Tamar is, we'll just say Tamar is number two, both of them, because we got a little taste of them last year. What he could do in Bradenton. So we got a little show left to come here. We'll be back here in just a minute.
Welcome back to the Pirates Podcast, to be named later during the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Jared, whenever we, whenever you were going on to greener pastures, getting married, and and all that wonderful stuff, you teased, I think, at the end of one of the last shows we did, the puppies, and then you showed me a picture of them today and they're not puppies no more at least not size wise no they're pretty big um it's it's funny we're actually getting them to kind of sleep outside of their crates we have them crate trained and tonight is the night that i chose with the big easter break to let them sleep outside of their crate so i can only imagine what they're going to do what they're doing to my bedroom uh at this point in time um Um, but yes for the video uh, users there's a picture. They're adorable. <laughs> yes, Lincecum and Posey. Um, yes, they're San Francisco Giants. Um, great names. Great. I thought. I think they're great. Um, but no, they're they're. It's probably the best thing that I've ever done, other than getting married. Uh, for you know, just to kind of save my marriage, there. I don't want to ruin it by saying that they're more important. <laughs> the dogs were better, huh? Sorry. They don't talk back, but they um, give me attitude. They just bark. But no, I mean it, it's fun. You know, I'm a dog dad now. It's and it, and it's it's a good time. And we're we're just getting into they they'll be. I think they're just over nine months now. Um, and when we picked them up, they said that Lincecum would be big, and you know we didn't really think anything of it because he had massive paws, and he is huge. He comes up to my neck i'm about five seven depending on what part of my license you look at and whether i'm wearing spikes or not but he can comfortably come up and put his paws on top of my shoulder and then he his nose kind of looks at my neck so i mean he's getting he's getting up there in height and just a big old dog and i didn't realize that we got clifford but you know it's it's been a lot of fun you know we mentioned those greener pastures and I'm now the beat writer uh, for the Altoona Curve for the Altoona Mirror, kind of taking over for Corey as he gets more involved with DK and what his kids are doing. And it's been a blast. Yeah. You, you've all grown up. You've really grown up. Well, here's the good news of it, though. This isn't going to be the only time you're on for minor league stuff because this is we, we've got a guy on the inside in Altoona still, so. You're going to be called off the bench a couple times here, Jared. Well, I like it. I'm always – listen, Alex, I, you know I'm always down to podcast with you, video cast. This is the first time I think we've been on video for quite a bit, which is probably for the best. Um, but, no, this, it's always fun talking to you. And I'm going to be in Pittsburgh doing a bunch of things. It's the Curve's 25th anniversary this year. So there's going to be some crossover content between Curve and Pirates, and, and I'm excited to, to kind of see what's – What's in store for that? You know, interviewing guys like McCutcheon, Brian Reynolds, and and guys that spent some time in Altoona and, and did some good things. Looking forward to it. And if you want to hear more podcasts to be named later, whenever Eddie is, you know, off the IL, uh, find us wherever you want or wherever you find fine podcasts. This is also on YouTube, like I alluded to with the puppy picture as well also. So the DK Pittsburgh Sports Pirates channel. You can see the video version of this as well. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk again next week.